Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where we all fall down. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beej. I fall down, down, boom. <laughs> that did not come out right. I fall, go, I fall down, go boom. There it is. I'm not going to edit that. That's going to stay. I know. I know you're not. Uh, today, but I had to get it out. We're talking about two games that just came out. We want to talk about Fall Guys, and we're going to talk about uh, Avengers, which I guess isn't right. out, but it's almost out, and the beta just came out, and the game's not going to change that much between now and then. So we're talking I mean, about Avengers. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've got betas every weekend until release, and then there's an early access. So they're basically opening it up. It was PS4 last weekend. It's an open PS4 next weekend with Xbox closed. Then it's open everything after that, and then it's the early access and release. So the game's out. I mean, yeah. we pretty much. Yeah, the game is basically out on weekends, kind of, yeah. mostly. So um, I feel like we might have more to say about that. So I actually want to start with Fall Guys because right. I'm having a blast with Fall Guys. And I feel like you might not get it or not that you don't get it, but it might not be clicking with you. I don't. I, it, it's that I don't get it, I think. Like, like I. OK, so the game is really good. Like, I didn't realize that it was a brand new game when they announced it for PlayStation Plus. Like, yeah. it's one of the free games this month on PS Plus. So, we should so anybody can go it get it first. Right. So, it's so, it's like a, a take the idea of a battle royale, like lots and lots of players in the same server playing simultaneously. But instead of running that through like a shooter, like all of the other ones are right now, what if it were like an action platformer? And that's what Fall Guys is. It's really, it's styled after like um, almost a game show framing. So think Mm -hmm. about like, you know, I put a couple touch points in here like uh, Ninja Warrior or Guts or like American Gladiator or The Floor is Lava, you know, Ultimate Beastmaster, that kind of action platformer, but with 60 people starting all at the same time trying to do like platforming and actions and stuff. That's what it is. So it's not like a battle game. It's not a shooting game, but it's Mm -mm. still like a twist on the battle royale genre. And I thought about immediately when it said, when I first saw what it was, like gameplay of the, like, like videos on Twitter, I thought about Wipeout, that TV show. If you remember that game show oh, yeah, where yeah. it's all about trying to knock people off and uh, in the most, in the wackiest way possible, like it reminds me of Wipeout on ABC is specifically with little bean people. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I buy that. And so it's it's really really cool. Like you told me, it was a floppy platformer. I think is the uh, the way that you described it to me. Yeah, I said and, so. It's not a precision platformer, right? Like I love a good precision platformer. Something like a Super Meat Boy or like uh, Mario. Like all the Mario games, right? I would classify those type of games as like some kind of precision platformer. And I know there's a ton of other ones that I've enjoyed over the years. Um, this is not a precision platformer. It's a platformer, but it's like a floppy platformer. Like you don't have perfect. Con- control over the characters and that's kind of part of the fun and on top of you not having perfect control of your characters the other characters bump into you and affect where you go so the entire point of this game is to interact physically like have a physics engine where other people push everybody else around there's even a button where you grab somebody and can pull them so i mean that uh that level of floppiness is the point of this game yeah, it's core to the game's premise, but it's you said you don't quite get it or it's not clicking for you. So I'm wondering like it, why. Before I talk about why I like it, like what's holding you up from liking it? It feels like it's a game of mini games. 
it feels like Mario Party or Tsum Tsum Festival to me, where it's really, really fun. I'll play two, maybe three games of it, depending on how long I get through, at what point I get eliminated. And then I'm like, okay, I can move on to something else. It gets to the point where it feels like I'm just doing more of the same thing, where I've seen so many other people just be able to sit for hours and hours and hours, uh, just be able to play it and just fall in love with it, fall in love with the uh, cosmetics that you can get and unlock and everything. And I'm like, yeah, that's a fun game. It's the kind of game that I get on PS Plus, I play a little while and be like, oh yeah, I may play that sometime when I want something wacky and go back to. But this one became a phenomenon. And I I think it's because I really don't understand why people like Battle Royale stuff. I, that, that I don't get and I don't like the Royale genre is what I think it boils down to for me. I do too. I think what you're talking about is kind of inherent to the core of a battle royale game, like any type, any genre, right? You're going to play the same type of gameplay over and over. And the fun is like getting further along or having a really good run one time. Um, You know, and it's, it's about like stacking up against other people and then sometimes coming out on top. And I think that if it, if that doesn't click with you, like tons and tons of players that get like slowly winnowed down and you might just not like that genre at all, right? But that makes sense because you haven't liked Fortnite or like any of the other big ones either. Mm-mm, not even Tetris Royale, where it's a Tetris battle royale like that. That was Jennifer liking it a lot more. It's I think there's something about that genre that just doesn't click. And I can see how this one would be one that I return to, though, because it is fun. Like it is really, really fun to play. And I think everybody should go on who has a PlayStation Plus membership really should go grab it and play it and uh, and really give this a shot. It's just something that that doesn't click with me in terms of of that repetition and it's the same reason that i don't like playing roguelikes too it's you have to keep going through that same thing over and over again to see if you can progress further that just doesn't work for the way i like playing games yeah and you know for me the first day like i i sat down and i played probably like four or five hours of it which kind of surprised me that it hooked me for that long and that was me just playing the game and like you know i was playing with my kids like we were taking turns handing the controller back and forth but it was like dedicated playing time on it and then as i've come back to it i've actually played it every day since then but I'm coming back to it not with the same level of focus like I did that first day. I'm coming back and using it like, oh, I'm going to listen to a podcast for a while while I play this in the background. Uh, um, and I could totally see it being that kind of game. You know, it's the kind of game where you play it while you also have Netflix on or you're listening to a podcast or an audiobook. Um, yep. For me, anyway, because I'm not super competitive. If you are super competitive, your mileage may vary there. Um, but part of the thrill is, for me, anyway, is the stuff that's like inherent to that battle royale genre where there's a lot at the beginning just because there's 60 players in this game i know a lot of other battle royales there's 100 or more or whatever um but in fall guys there's 60 players and a lot of that first two rounds is randomness and you have to be okay like embracing that and the fact that you could just get bumped by another character and then you start falling and then all these other characters pile on because there's 60 of them and then you lose complete control of your character for like 10 seconds as you get spun around a ton of places and that just happens um but if you can roll with it and have fun because that happens sometimes um if you ever do get to like round three and beyond it starts to feel different it's that that kind of classic battle royale thing where the intensity 
cranks up even though the game is exactly the same but just because there's less players like you start to feel it internally like your focus shifts your heart rate goes up you're like oh wow i'm like one of the last 18 you know like i'm actually have a chance to like get this um that's how i feel right so it's like every once in a while you get this kind of dopamine hit as you get like further along in the rounds and there was one time where i got i'd like the crown so the last round if you make it to the last round um they put a crown at the end of it and if you are the last survivor or if you're the one who does the platforming the fastest depending on which game it is you get the crown and it was a platforming one um there was one time i was in the last round and i was like a millisecond away from grabbing the crown and somebody else grabbed it right before me and it was like the biggest thrill that i've had in this game and it was probably one of the most fun rounds that i've experienced and that's totally valid like that would be awesome to do i mean i got into the third or fourth round i don't remember which it was of one where the 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 game was you had to jump over a stick that spun around on a platform that got progressively faster and uh, if you got caught it knocked you off and uh, i got to right at the very end of it and got knocked off and it was one of those things where it's like it's a platforming game when the the level is moving forward on you and you can't take a, a break to do anything because the it will just push you right off the platform the edge of the screen so it absolutely gets that kind of platforming feel to it whenever something matters like that yeah but i do think your core criticism is completely valid because i do feel like it needs more variety to it and you said it starts to feel like more of the same um you know in kind of that like mario party vein of like it's a bunch of mini games and it is a bunch of mini games but i think if they had like two or three times as many different levels it would feel better than it does right now um you know, uh, even though I'm, that. I'm liking it and i'm enjoying it i do think that is one of the weak points of the game like they just need more and that'll come with time i'm guessing yeah i'm sure they'll release a lot more stages and uh just different kinds of games and maybe variations on them when the game is like not a week old yeah and the other thing is like i said i'm having a great time playing this with my kids right just like looping them in and like hey do you want to play a couple rounds and hand them the controller and then they're like okay i'm done with this and they hand it back um i think it's a really good game to play as like a family or with kids or like you can cheer on the people that are doing it because it's just like a dumb game show framing but dumb in the in the good kind of the word right yeah yeah, there's a there's a good dumb kind of thing. And I think that that really might be part of it for you that I didn't have because I'm just sitting there doing it like uh, Jennifer saw it and it's bright and colorful and wanted to try it, too. But, you know, that's my 36 year old wife and not my 10 year old kid. And so there's a really big difference in how that kind of, of player dynamic changes uh, when it's a spouse versus a kid. And I can really see my nephew liking this game oh, that I can yeah. just hear him laughing and giggling doing this. Uh, because it, it's silly and ridiculous. So the next time Riley comes over, um, I'm going to have to get him to check it out to see what he thinks as we're playing it together because we have a really good time playing things like Mario Party or Tsum Tsum Festival with him. So this kind of game would be great with, with kids around, and, and that would be awesome. Which, by the way, speaking of Riley, I have to tell you, he has been listening to our podcast lately, and he told me that I have to tell you tonight when I'm recording to tell voice not to get into any fights today he will not explain why i need to tell you that but he's got some advice for you don't get into any fights today thank you riley i will not get into any fights today i will do my best i promise no 100 percent promises but i will do my best um <laughs> i love that that's but, great yep um 
the other thing before we jump off this topic is I wanted to mention that like Fall Guys is doing really well, like really, really well as a game. It looks yes. like it's probably the biggest multiplayer launch of the entire year so far. It had the most concurrent users on Steam that like any game has had this year. I think yeah I think so is what I saw and also the numbers on PSN were like staggering like you don't get the numbers as cleanly as you do on Steam but apparently they're ridiculous and the full the first two or three days after this game came out it might have been the first four days the servers were down almost the entire time because so many people were trying to play the game and they didn't anticipate that level of like reaction so Mm-mm. they had to scale up their server infrastructure extremely quickly um i don't know the last time i've seen a multiplayer game with that issue no i i it seems like an mmo launch is yeah. what it seems like where i'd never heard of this game personally before it got announced that it was going to be on the ps plus uh, free list this month so i didn't think anything about it i mean a lot of people were probably like that too where at least you know when there's an mmo or a major major like AAA launch coming out that you can expect server delays but for what is an indie title like this you don't expect those kinds of uh, server just smashes and it did so people were losing their minds in anger on twitter and uh it's like they couldn't log in and i think that's great for the devs that that this is going to be a really really good thing for the devs of this one just like it was for Fortnite. yeah it's it's i mean that rocket league model right where you give it for free to a huge swath of players especially directly through psn that's exactly what rocket league did and it ended up taking off so I could see, just based on the start that it's gotten here, I could see this turning into another huge success, just like Fortnite, you know? Um, Maybe not quite to that level, but maybe. I mean, it could be as big as Fortnite. Or I could also see see this game being a complete, like, flash in the pan where it has this moment that we're in the middle of right now, which is why I'm so excited. And in two or three weeks from now, it's kind of petered out, and people are like, yeah, I got my fill of it. Because of what you said, there's not enough variety, right? Um. I could completely see this going either of those two ways. Yeah, and I mean, I really don't know which way it'll be because the messaging, the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter, I've seen people even say so far that they're taking to being a uh, a nonstop Fall Guys streamer, that that's what they're doing now. They're moving games. That's going to be their main is uh, streaming Fall Guys for their streams. And it's like, well... Okay, then it's like maybe this is going to stick around if people who are doing that, you know, for a living are going to be uh, streaming it. Yeah. So it's really fun. But if you guys hadn't heard of it, now you've heard of it and you should absolutely go check it out. If you have PSN because it's free or if it sounds good to you, go check it out on Steam. You can pay money for it. I don't think it's a ton of money. I think it's pretty affordable. Um, Before we dive into the Avengers beta, just because I don't know, we might have a lot to say about that. I think we're going to do our mid episode talk right now. Don't forget, we're part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have a geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. And what's the latest? Because I know that every week right now, things are changing. Things are changing a little bit. So I want to announce that we've got some uh, some new folks on uh, on staff, I guess, that we've recruited people to make content for us and uh, with us, I suppose. Uh, we have recruited the Nerdberg Review, the podcast with Todd and Alinzia. Uh, they're putting out wonderful content. You can check them out. Um, we have recruited Ben from Switch RPG. He is going to be writing for us. Um, Ariel Dean is going 
going to be writing for us. Um, he has put out some just fantastic content with the Geek 101 podcast, uh, which he's told me some things are coming up with that, but he's going to be one of our bloggers. Uh, we have recruited Bama Shocks, who is a streamer. He is streaming all sorts of games and uh, D&D, actually, uh, live playing D&D. Uh, so we have uh, pulled in quite a few people. And so we've just got some really, really good stuff coming. And if I forgot someone who is a who is one of our, our new writers, new bloggers, uh, I'm so sorry, and I will get you next time. I'm so sorry. Y'all know me. Um, but it's really good stuff. We are working on the Patreon, uh, swapping it. Well, not swapping it, transitioning it uh, to a, a network-based, uh, really a, a Patreon magazine, a zine, where we're putting out exclusive content. Um, I have two previews out for that at patreon.com slash geek to geekcast and we are talking in the theme of remakes and remasters this month and we have a lot of I know of five articles that are being written right now uh, to be going in there so it's going to be really really good and exclusive to people on our Patreon so uh, check that out at patreon.com slash geek to geekcast or you will be able to find it even if we change our slug at geek to geekmedia.com slash patreon Yep, so there's a ton at geekmedia.com at the moment. Um, let's get into the Avengers beta, because you and I both talked about, or we both played this, right? I feel like this and Fall right. Guys was basically our geekery for the last week. So this Pretty much, be the, yeah. This might be the rest of the episode right here. I We almost landed on opposite spots in this right. one. Whereas like I was loving Fall Guys, and you're kind of reluctant about it. I feel reluctant about the Avengers, but you seem to be really liking it. I'm really liking this one, and it's it's interesting. I mean, the first thing that you put on our notes here is just interesting. It is and interesting. It's like legitimately an interesting game because they've tried to take the Avengers and then put it into like a, a melee action game model, but also in the style of Destiny where it has like loot and it has missions that you run with like basically fire teams, but it's just squads of superheroes. But, you know, it's... It's taking like that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that we got on Switch last year, but bringing it up to AAA standards and then trying to kind of go with the Destiny model. And mm -hmm. whether or not I ultimately like the game or stick with it, there's no doubt that it is very interesting in, as an approach. And this is different than what I thought the game was going to be initially. I thought it was going to be an Avengers game that was done like the PS4 Spider-Man game, that it was going to be this super polished narrative game that was like the Avengers version of Arkham Asylum. And that was really what I had expected, and it's not. But it has that uh, those elements. Like, there is a, a solid narrative here as well. It's just that's going to get to a point where it stops. And instead of there being a, an ending, it's going to be continually updated with new heroes and new areas like Destiny is. And so even the UI feels like Destiny, like the power levels and items that you get. This is essentially a looter shooter that uh, that you're going through, but you're superheroes. I think it's a looter slasher. It's a slasher. Yeah. It's a schluter. Yeah, that's right. We'll go with a that. Schluter. Uh, I don't remember what they called it. It's like Godfall in uh, for the PS5. It's okay. the uh, the whatever that is. It's that same kind of looter shooter, but you're using melee weapons and superheroes. Yeah, it's 
it's that that is the part where it's going to lose me. Um, having to have a certain power level to get into certain content is going to stop me from playing this game eventually. But until then, I'm really excited about it because the the production quality is really, really high. The graphics are insanely good, and I can't wait to see what they look like on the PS5 because this is a cross-buy where you get the upgrade to PS5 whenever you get the PS4 one, as far as I know. And the characters all actually feel pretty different when you're playing them where it's not uh, like uh, like for me, where it's like Smash Bros, where they feel the same no matter who I'm playing. Or kind of like when you're playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where they all feel kind of similar, but just have a, a little variation. I actually feel really different between Kamala, uh, Thor, and the Hulk. Like they all have a very different feel to how they so- play before we go too much farther uh i liked the way that you described it as i was trying to like put my like get my head around this game and we were texting back and forth i said something like it feels like this is an avengers game that wants to be a hack and slash version of destiny and Mm. do you remember what you said back to me so it's like if destiny and marvel ultimate alliance had a baby and then like that baby got like a spider-man ps4 tattoo all over its body it's like that's that's what this feels like it's it's weird it's like it's not bad it's just if it has this strange balance of single player and multiplayer where it and i don't know if this is because it's a beta and i'm not seeing the full picture and like they're obviously cutting things out right you're only getting pieces of it in the beta but from what i played it feels like this strange balance between single player and multiplayer where it doesn't quite know what kind of game it wants to be. Um, mm-hmm. And though there will be these like huge AAA moments. And like you said, very high quality graphics. The set pieces are really impressive. And like this single player-ish story. And then you go and do these open world missions and it feels like a Destiny. But it's mm-hmm. so strange to me what I have like the Avengers are literally opening like loot chests in dungeons between waves of enemies. And... That's right after I had just had this amazing like single player set piece triple A moment. And there's a there's like a mental disconnect there for me. And see, that didn't bother me at all. Like, I never even thought about it because it would just be like Spider-Man finding backpacks around the city or having to do like a ring challenge for the research uh, for the research uh, stations that Harry set up around the city. It just felt like that was part of a video game where I I never even. Those are like story elements, though, that they incorporated. Like they're not finding backpacks. They're not doing some special mission for like somebody that's related to the plot. It's literally they're in a dungeon and they open a loot chest and it's like, oh, this is a silver one. So it's going to be better than the bronze one I just found. I hope I find a platinum one later. Like it is it's so loot y, you know, like loot chest, just the worst of the worst kind of impulses for this type of game. And it's leaning into it. And that's why, like if there was something in here where they tried to justify it narratively or they gave a better reason for it, I think I would be able to accept it more. In a couple of places they did where they were uh, like when they introduced the minor artifact and things like that, it was in a big shiny gold thing in Iron Man's archives where it was something that Tony had left for you. And from that point, when you got those kinds of items, it was tied to that to be able to upgrade it. But in general, yeah, I mean, they're just like lockboxes on the ground and uh, like Hulk kicks it open really gently and it's funny. 
it is funny. And I mean, I think the characters are like a big, strong suit of the game, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, I mean, we could run through them quick. So there's like, there's Kamala Khan, there's Iron Man, there's Thor, there's Captain America, Hulk, and Black Widow. And then they've also announced uh, Spider-Man for the PS4 version. So those are the characters and that Hawkeye. we... And Hawkeye. Oh, and Hawkeye, yes. So those are the characters that we know about as of right now. And in playing through the beta, you got to try a lot of those. We didn't get to try Spider-Man or Hawkeye, but basically all of the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you said that you were really enjoying Kamala, right? Kamala is my favorite so far. I really, really like her. Um, Jennifer likes Black Widow the best, which actually surprises me because I expected her to like Kamala the best. Uh, but she likes how quick and agile Black Widow is, being able to uh, to zip to people and fight them. She fights more like Spider-Man in the PS4 game, and so she really connected with that game, so she connected with Black Widow on this one. Um, I actually ended up liking uh, Hulk a lot more than I thought I would. I thought he was going to be entirely too smack but uh, he was a lot of his smashy was a smashy with a uh, smashy with a little bit of nuance uh it was uh it was it was fun i had to pay attention to what i was smashing with him okay i mean that's fair i i don't know which one like resonated with me which probably means yeah. none of them did yet i think right. i just need more time with the game um i they do play differently but they don't play differently enough for me at this point okay but there are things in there that give me hope like i don't want to write it off yet because i am still excited to play the full game when it comes out um there are things that like if you look into the way the characters build out they have like different trees you can build down for some of them um the one that jumped out to me was like iron man right so like when you grab iron man it gives you kind of the, like the repulsor tree by default. Like you start mm-hmm. part way down it, but there was like a whole like laser tree of skills. And then there was like a gamma one. And so you must be able to build these characters in different ways that feel differently. So I'm sure there's some configuration out there that would be the most interesting for me. And I do want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, and that was something about this game that, like, I saw something about that. Like the messaging in this game is terrible. Oh, it's like, horrible. I think the that's UI because it's beta. Too. Yeah, the UI is terrible. Like the UI, everything about messaging and UI is bad. Uh, I'm hoping that's because it's a beta and we didn't get walked through it like you do in a lot of kinds of these games where it's like, oh, this is how you do this. Uh, This is where you'll find your collectibles. This is blah, blah, blah. Usually the stuff that I hate, I found myself wanting in this one because it was so much stuff just looking at it. And when I found those skill trees, I discovered uh, later, I saw the same thing you did where there were some that looked like they might be for range some of them that might be for melee and i found something in there i don't even remember where it was that said different gear that you get will highlight different play styles and uh, you can adjust if you're a melee or a ranged character to stay behind people and i'm like this is not messaged anywhere but it makes sense for someone who would want to you know be a repulsor Iron Man or, you know, a pistol Black Widow versus somebody who uh, wants to be a Kamala or a Hulk running in and fighting or maybe a throwing the Thor, throwing the hammer Thor, something like that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I think ultimately what I came away from this with was I don't know if this game will be like a long term game for me. But I hope that I can kind of get through the main story because I do want to see that. I'm interested in that. But the two things that are going to eventually make me kind of wander away from this game, and this is just me knowing my own tastes. This is nothing against the game specifically. But one is that 
the combat feels really clumsy coming directly from Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah. Like, that game is so dialed in to that one play style. But even if I was coming from, like, uh, Spider-Man on PS4, the combat would still feel clumsy. And it's because they are doing all of the heroes. And by not focusing on one hero and building a game around them, which is, like, what we've had most of the time lately, like, Spider-Man on PS4 is probably one of my top games of this generation because it's built that way. Um, right. By flattening this down and being able to have, right, we have, like, what, six, seven, eight heroes announced for this already. They have to flatten the combat to kind of work for all of them, and that means that it never truly completely feels like any of them. They all yeah. kind of feel like hack and slash in a similar way so that's one of the things that's going to get to me eventually i just know it because i know myself oh and and that same kind of thing will eventually get to me too because it's just going to be hitting the same buttons no matter what that i'm going to be using just waiting on the same order of special abilities to use them for every character regardless of what they are yeah and i think it goes back to i don't know if they nailed that core 30 second loop Right. If you go back to like the early discussions around why does Halo feel amazing and why does Destiny feel amazing, um, Bungie has always talked about this concept of you have to have a 30 second loop of gameplay that feels absolutely incredible. And if you have that, there's enough there to build an entire game around. Hmm. I don't know if Avengers has that. Um, you know, it has hack and slash, but like, does it feel good? Is there really a loop here to the core combat? Um, so that's something that we'll see if that holds up once we get the full game. But um, the other thing that will eventually kind of push me away from it is just the structure, just the structure of it being like Destiny, where they want you to play every week and do your weeklies and do your dailies and upgrade this character and then go upgrade this character and then manage yep. your loot and your equipment for eight different heroes and let's make it an evergreen game and a living game and let's add on to it and that just doesn't work for me like again i hope that i can stick with it enough to go through the main story and then after that i know i'll just kind of like wrap up my time with it yeah it's pretty much the way that i expect it to be as well like i know that i'm already invested in this story i like where they're going and i like that kamala is kind of leading it and that there is a real natural like narrative that's being told that is character based here with like bruce is a person when they're interacting like it's great that's where i'm going to really latch on to this game i think i'll get through some of the dlc like hawkeye and uh spider-man to see where where uh, they take those characters because it's completely removed from all other media. So it's not MCU, it's not PS4, Spider-Man. It is their own thing at Crystal Dynamics here. Uh, so I'm I'm inv I'm excited about the narrative, but once I get to that uh, gear grind and matchmaking and having to deal with other people all the time uh, instead of being able to do it with AI or something like that, that's when it's going to lose me. I don't I don't do well when I'm forced to go back because I feel like I'm going to lose out because once I feel like I'm losing out on something, I'm not going to go back. It's just a snowball of being like, yeah, I've missed enough now. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Yep. I know a lot of people that get in that mindset. I mean, the other thing we should flag here is that neither one of us got the matchmaking to work the entire weekend. Like, no. I did not have a single successful matchmaking session, which is really worrying because this game is out in like three weeks. 
we never got a single one either. And I know I was talking to you that maybe it was early on when you were having the first issue. So, you know, maybe turn it off there and go back in later when everyone is not trying to match make with the same character because you have to do it as Kamala first because of the story. So you get to the later ones you pick, uh, you, you pick Black Widow, you pick Hulk or and so somebody else who has picked all these other heroes, you can match up with them. Then the matchmaking will work, right? No. And uh, it just it just disconnected every time or it froze the game up and we had to restart like it never even got close to matchmaking for us. No, that was my exact experience, too. So, I mean, I think all in I'm really glad I played the beta because now I have three weeks to step back and like reframe my expectations for this game. I think my expectations were too high and now I can set them to the correct level and then I can actually enjoy the game when it comes out because if if my expectations had been at the level they were at and the game had actually released in full, I think I would have been really disappointed. But now I have time to adjust. Like, I have to adjust down to it, but that's probably a good thing overall. I feel like that's why they've done the beta. That's something that I feel like they're doing these betas as, these, uh, as bonuses for pre-orders and things like that. But... I think they're doing it to temper people's expectations and to let people see what this is. Because when it was first announced, the internet really uh, took to uh, bashing them because the characters looked so terrible. They didn't look anything like the MCU characters. They 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 were just awful, and it looked like people were cosplaying these characters. That's what it looked like. And so they're getting people used to playing this and seeing it and seeing what the mechanics are because of people being so excited for spider-man i think this is a way that they're like setting up their game for success by having people pull back their expectations on it um and it's i don't think it's because this game is lower quality it's just so different and they haven't marketed it well like i didn't know until discord last week i think that uh, i think it was data error who told me that it was a destiny like that they were doing it like this and talked to me about the marvel ultimate alliance similarities in matchmaking all that and and because uh, he had followed it a lot more uh, closely than I had, like I just thought it was a Spider-Man with the Avengers on it, but it wasn't. And so if he hadn't told me that, I would have been very disappointed going into this beta, just kind of like you would have been going into the uh, the main game where this would have been not what I wanted out of it at all. But I knew going in what it was like, oh, OK, it's a good version of that. All right. Totally. Totally. Um, well, that was most of our geekery for the week were those two games but we can do we have a little bit of time we can do some quick weekly geekery for other stuff do you have any quick hit ones uh, very quickly, um, I have started an X-Files rewatch with Jennifer. Like, the X-Files is her all-time favorite TV show. Like, it is hands down. Her her basement in Animal Crossing is a Mulder and Scully office uh, where she gave Scully a desk because they never gave her one in the TV show. Like, she loves her some X-Files. And so uh, we've started rewatching it from season one. And uh, it's been fun to see both the really good episodes that hold up and the really bad episodes that totally do not uh, from like 1993 like it's hilarious Um, but I've actually really enjoyed that and uh, I've started playing Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 3 uh, because of Austin he sent me a a message weeks ago saying that he thinks Trails of Cold Steel 3 might be uh, like his favorite RPG outside of Dragon Quest and outside Dragon Quest 11 and I'm like wait what 
And so I downloaded the demo and played it, and it's really, really, really good. I'd already played Trails of uh, Trails in the Sky, so I knew the basic part of this world and the uh, combat and stuff. So um, when he got further enough into it, he was talking about going back to Trails of Cold Steel 1 on the PS4 because you can get a Steelbook edition for $40 on Amazon. And so he bought it um, as a... Uh, uh, just kind of treating it as a prequel to three. And, uh, it's, uh, I did the same thing. I found that there was a collector's edition of it for the Vita. So I can get one and two on the Vita and three on the switch. So I'm really excited. And I started playing one again, and I think I'm going to do the opposite of him. I think I'm going to play one and two later and play three soon by the collector's edition of it, because I just ordered the collector's edition of four, uh, when it comes out in October. Uh, so I'm going to do do the opposite and do uh, three and four, then one and two, where he's going to play through them all one, two, three, four. Um, but yeah, they're they're really good, and they fall into that that part of JRPGs where story and character are the most important things. Um, they have free days where you're doing building up links with uh, classmates, just like you do in Persona. Um, it and the, in one there is even. A group of characters from what he's told me named the Phantom Thieves that leave cards around. Like, I don't understand how there's not a lot about this. Like, as popular as Cold Steel has been uh, on uh, in that JRPG circle lately, I don't understand how the fact that both of these games have Phantom Thieves who wear the same kind of mask and uh, leave cards for people have not been talked about. I can't find anything about this anywhere on the internet. Like, it's so <laughs> okay. weird. Well, I'm glad like, that you're liking them, though. It's good that you found another series like that you can latch on to. Yeah, I really have, and I'm I'm excited about it. I'm going to play more of it when we finish recording this. And then just very, very briefly, um, Alenzia got us playing WoW again. Uh, we have, uh, if you jump on our Discord at uh, discord.geekdegmedia.com, uh, you can see what all's going on. But we start playing WoW Classic together. Uh, ben, uh, ben, Ken, Alenzia, me, uh, uh, bunches are getting together and uh, playing. So uh, WoW Classic is a way to avoid some of the garbage that they've introduced at the end of this expansion that we don't like so uh, so it'll be a lot of fun sweet i want to hear your impressions of that in a future week once you've had more time to digest what classic was like because i feel yeah. like there's a lot there so maybe that's there's a, a lot future there, topic. yeah yeah um i have a couple quick hits one is just paper mario origami king um i just can't i can't play this game and it's not at all for the reason i thought um the text speed is slow and it is brutally slow and it actively makes me angry, and it is completely and utterly a deal breaker for me. I know I've talked about this before, but like I need games text to keep up with me because I read really fast, and if it doesn't, I just can't play that game. And usually, in most games, even if the text speed is slow, you can like just hit the A button or the X button right. on whatever console and just skip to the end of it. And in Paper Mario Origami King, there are some places you can do that, but all of the main story beats, you cannot do that. And it just drove me insane. So I had to put this game down after like an hour and a half, and I am not going to go back to it. That being said, it is like an interesting world, and I see the appeal. Um, I'm also having fun watching it when my daughter is playing it. So mm, she okay. started it right around the same time I did. And I'm having fun watching her progress and watching a bit here and there while she plays it. But I can't actually pick up the controller and play because the tech speed will just drive me crazy. 
And that's something I never noticed. Apparently, I read around the speed that it shows up because it's not. And I read fairly quickly. So you must really read a lot faster than I do because I went back after you told me this and looked at it and played a little bit where, yeah, I'm waiting on it a little bit, but not to the point where it's frustrating where I can uh, keep, I can make myself keep up with it and not feel like I am uh, waiting on some, you know, not waiting on a 30-minute Xenoblade cutscene to finish. Yeah, but I mean, it's more of a me thing than the game thing, but I did just have to check in because I know I, ta- I promised I would, after I tried it, that I would follow up. So that's my follow-up. I can't play it. I'm sorry. I apologize. So, but So has I'll, your daughter gotten to a boss yet? She, I don't think think so i'll have to ask i'll check in because i do want to see the boss battles because they sound interesting that's Um, what i want you to see i want you to at least see that because of what we were talking about because i think the boss battles are the strongest point of the game and i've gone back to it and played a little bit more um not a lot just because of getting sucked into other games like the marvel avengers beta uh but it was uh but i want to know about the the boss battles for you totally um the other thing that's a quick hit is uh 5d chess with multiverse time travel and the reason this is a quick hit is not because i don't like it i actually really like this game it is because i cannot describe this with words and this is a podcast so (laughs) this game breaks my brain in all of the best kind of ways you start with a single chessboard, and as you play you get the ability to put your pieces back in time and every time you move back in time you splinter off into a new timeline and create an alternate universe and you can move your pieces through time and space and across the different universes and that's basically all i can say without you having a visual of it because anything else would sound like complete gibberish and i feel like even Hmm. that what i just said is probably pushing it um my brother and i sat down and played this game together for a night and both of us know chess we're not like masters or anything we're not like really good at chess but we know chess right we've played it for most of our lives and this was just breaking our brains but it was breaking our brains in the best way possible if you're the kind of person that likes to really get into like a puzzle and like a logic puzzle and if you enjoy chess and challenge and like getting your head around new ways of thinking this game is just amazing what they've managed to do but it is very complicated. It is very complicated. If you do not want a super complex game that you have to like fight to get your head around, don't go anywhere near this one. But do go to YouTube and search for it because it is fascinating. So again, hmm. 5D chess with multiverse time travel, it gets a thumbs up for me. And I don't have a whole lot else to say about it outside of that. So what platform is this on? Uh, it's on Steam. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but we played okay. it on Steam. Okay, cool. I was just curious because that was, uh, it could be an app, but uh, like on mobile or, you know, it might not be. Yeah, no. You get to the point where you have so many different timelines going that you need to be able to like scroll out with your mouse wheel and see everything um, because you don't have to play on all the boards at the same time. You only have to play in the present. You don't have to play in the past or the future, but you optionally can play in the past or the future depending on who controls which board at which board state. And you only ever have to capture one king, but sometimes you'll think you have the king in checkmate, but then he can escape back through time. So it it is such a fascinating game, and I absolutely love it. And it's probably gonna get an honorable mention at the end of the year just because it's so fascinating. That's really interesting. 
Like, I like the sound of that. I don't think that's the kind of game I would pay for. Like, that's one that if I ever see it for free or really cheap, where I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try that one because it sounds interesting enough to uh, to give it a shot, but probably not spend a lot of money on. Yeah, it's utterly fascinating. So, you know, view the Steam page or go on YouTube and find a video or two of 5D chess with multiverse time travel and you'll get the gist of it. And I think you'll quickly understand if it's for you or not for you. And either of those is totally okay. Um, That's probably it for this week. You guys can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have great discussions on Slack, Discord, and Reddit. You can go to geek2geekmedia.com for invite links. And while you're there, make sure to check out all the other content on the network, including the new people. Uh, We've got blogs, video game reviews, and so much more. Uh, I blog at agreenmushroom.com and sometimes on geek2geekmedia.com. And you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the Disney Forever podcast where we watch and react to a different Disney movie every week. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. That's Beege with two E's. And I also co-host the Dragon Quest FM podcast show about the Square Enix RPG series. We've been Void and Beege with your geek to geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Bye, guys. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. 